There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, where we discuss shows that used to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season four of The Expanse. Oh my god. It's back, baby. It's so great. Now, we don't really get any kind of, like, numbers, because it's on Netflix. Yes, it's on Amazon Prime, and as far as I know, they they don't put those numbers out. I think that's something that they really do have to review, because there's so many people that have essentially like cut the cord and do streaming and right i think it's going to be hard for them to try to find it all but i am no, I, they have the numbers they just aren't publishing them because it would kill the networks from getting money from the advertisers because uh, well, they have you know i'm sure there's the numbers for netflix and prime and hulu and all the streaming services are much higher than what you're getting on network TV right now. Yes. And if everybody else knew that, then yeah, network TV would probably get close to dying or wouldn't be able to charge as much money for their commercials as they are. I don't know. I feel like everybody has a streaming site now. Oh, yeah. Which is insane. It's like, I'm I'm only going to pay for X amount. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Now, everybody who's a fan of the show was excited this came back, and the only bad thing, in my opinion, they dropped it all at once. Yes. Um, With life, we're not able to review everything at once because that's just a lot. (laughs) It's like we have jobs, and, you know, some people are able to do it all at one time. We were not able to. So you're getting an episode-by-episode thing with us. Just hope you still like it and are still happy with everything. Right. I don't know if we have any news yet. I didn't see any, but we did. We we've got some new characters that I will have to look into. One of them we know very well from a show we did on another network many moons ago. <laughs> there are a lot of them. It was weird. I kind of, sort of have news, but it's not. It's in the sci-fi genre. Say that. Okay. Um, it looks like we've actually had some movement finally on the Dune remake. I can't even say show; it's a remake. Um, right. I don't have any information as to where everything's coming down, but they have started to actually cast, and reportedly, nice. we're going to have David Bautista and Jason Momoa in the new Dune. Wow. Yeah, which, I don't know. I mean, right now they're saying they're pushing it back until December of 2020. So that's all I have. We'll see how far that goes. And if I have more information, I'll let you know. Oh, yes. I almost forgot. And Oscar Isaac, who played 
Poe Dameron in the most recent trilogies of Star Wars. He's supposed to be playing Leto Atreides. I can't say that name for some reason. It should be interesting. And as we get more, I will put it out. But I just find it interesting that we're getting a lot of people who've been playing superheroes and such in the new Dune. I don't know how I feel about that myself, but we'll see. I've been a big fan of the old movie. Right. (laughs) I feel so weird saying that because it's not that old, (laughs) but it just feels old. Because if you've ever seen it, you know, Patrick Stewart has never had hair. But anyway, that's about all the sci-fi news, not spelled the same, that we have, I think. So let's jump into the new episode of The Expanse, which was exciting. Yes. We have a title, and that's it. (laughs) We don't get a a little blurb to set you up with what we used to with sci-fi. So let's just jump into New Terra. This is interesting. So obviously they've decided, I don't know, are they calling all of the different worlds New Terra? Or are they picking one that seems close to Earth? I think that's probably the one that they found first. Okay. And just started calling it that because it was probably the closest one out from the inside of the ring. So the Rosnati potential. Yay. That's all I'm going to say. Yay. Now... With everything that had happened after last season, I feel like the Rossinati crew should, I don't know, be heralded as heroes almost. Right. But I don't know if that's exactly how I felt this episode. I don't know about you. We opened with a few Belter refugee ships attempting to make a run at the ring. Apparently, they've been attempting to seek refuge within any of the planets, and people are not feeling that. Because there's been warnings from the UN and even a warning from Drummer herself, but the ships all press on, managing to fly past the blockade into the ring. And I don't know, some of them were fired upon, so not everybody's making it. No. (laughs) And this is not good. It worries me because the Belters have been through so much. I don't know what's happening. Like, okay, there's a very tentative truce happening right now between Mars, Earth, and the Belters. Yeah. But they're still treating the Belters like Staco. <laughs> yeah, we're going back. Right. But I mean I can understand that you know they haven't had enough time to really get in and explore, yet you've got these rogue Belters wanting to have a place of their own. But you can't which, blame them. Yeah, not at all. They would like to have a planet where they could be on and out of being in a ship in space all the time. Right, right. Although Avasalara, I think it was Avasalara last season, did say this is going to be, or is it hold it, a bloody new gold rush? Right. But cheese and rice, people. How many different rings opened up within the giant ring? Right. 1,500 or something? Yeah. Uh, I think you got enough for everybody to go. It's like, all right, you want to go? Have at it. Yeah. Good luck to you because we aren't going to be able to protect you. So you find it ain't too hospitable on that side. Sorry. So sorry. Figure it out. (laughs) I mean, come on. The Belters have been out quite literally in space their entire lives. Right. Give them a chance. And you have how many people on, well, I can't say all these planets, but Mars, Earth, and the moon who probably are willing to go. All right, yep. use them 
as your explorers. Yep. And make this a way to come together. But already with a blockade, I'm not feeling like they're thinking this way. Nope. There's the potential for finding something super valuable is out there and... Gimme, they, gimme, gimme. Yeah, they don't want to take a chance of losing it to somebody that isn't them. Ugh. Yeah. Welcome to the new world. Right. Politicians everywhere, every time, apparently. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> we have Holden on Earth spending time with his mother and... I'm going to say one of his mothers because I can't remember how many parents he actually had. Right. But having some much needed family time around a fire. It was kind of sweet. Yeah. It's like, oh, we find out that eight months have passed since they were in the ring and that Belter ship made it through. Right. Okay. What does this mean for everybody else? Well, we find out that Elise has met Naomi, but only through video chat. Right. Because Holden's like, mom it's hard on her she's a belter she's never been on a planet right i don't want to say she has to do those meds it's not easy right but then i'm thinking okay why doesn't his mom go up is it kind of yeah the same thing? exactly do they need special dispensation or something but oh hey there's gonna be a storm i better go close up the house because you don't have like twelve thousand other people around but okay whatever go close up the house mom I'll put the fire out. And I'm thinking, it's going to storm. Right. You don't have to really worry about it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe it's not like rain, which would be weird. But, you know, you never know. Right. And then next thing we know, we see Holden talking to Miller. Talking about, hey, kid, we need to talk about that ride. Because he needs to hitch a ride to the ring. And, yeah, it'll lead to the next clue. But no matter what Holden says, Miller is kind of on repeat. Right. He does add a few. It's like, oh, no, we're we're going to New York. What's in New York? Tall buildings, good pizza, which I yeah. I may have to disagree with that part. <laughs> That's what happens when you're in the Chicagoland area. But it's like, oh, yeah, and the UN. And Avasalara, who is the new Secretary General, wants to talk to me. It's like, hey, kid, we need to talk about that ride. You know, it leads to the next clue. Okay. Apparently, this is where he gets stuck and starts repeating and repeating. Right, yeah. He's in repeat mode. But you know what? He helped out Holden a lot previously. Yep. So I'm going to give him this repeat. Yes, absolutely. You're you're skipping, but whatever works. Yes. I think his his proximity to the ring is at its reaching its limits. Yes, that's what I was feeling. It's like, okay. And again, I don't remember... Everything, and I knew I should have rewatched it, and yes, I have the book, but I never got into it because I just look at how big that thing is, and it is daunting. But Yes. I'll have to. I know, I know. But anyway, was it that he kind of took a piece of the protomolecule and was able to absorb it and talk to it? I don't remember. And that's what Miller is, technically? I think so. Okay. So whatever is within him that is Miller... It's not dangerous to hold it. Yeah, I don't believe so. Okay. Meanwhile, I feel like I'm very Colbert there. Meanwhile, Amos is repairing part of the ship, and he receives a call from Melba, who apparently is now serving a life sentence alongside her father for her crimes. And Well, there was some justice there, apparently. Yeah. It was kind of weird but... with that back and forth. <laughs> yeah. 
there seems to be something going on between those two. And did you feel like it was more on her than him? Because he almost never seems to have a connection to anybody. Right. Except maybe Bobby. Like, they understood each other. Right. I thought this was interesting because she does mention, oh, yeah, I could have blown the hatch because it seems like everything was there and I could have just killed myself. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I would have wanted the option if I was facing down a life sentence. Yep. And she seemed almost relieved, like, oh, wow, you actually gave me an option. I don't know. How did you feel about that? Because I kind of thought that was weird, like that bonding about, oh, you let me almost die. (laughs) Well, I think she realized that because he did give her that option, that he does care about her a little bit. You think that? Or at least that's how she took it. Yeah. Okay. Because it was weird. I mean, maybe it was just me, but it felt strange. That's a you weird know, thing to bond about. You know you're going to spend, spend your life in prison and you aren't ever going to get out, then is it worth living anymore? Okay. Hmm, maybe not. It's just it was a strange thing to bond about, I guess, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> like, okay, I guess. All right. But she asks if she can call him again and he goes, sure, Peaches. Say what? Right. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's, again. Where did you come up with that nickname for there, Amos? What? What is happening? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, Amos. This is strange. Yeah. Are you softening up on us? We'll see. I, yep. I don't know if I really feel like he'll soften, but I guess we'll see. And now we get to finally see the woman I've been waiting for. <laughs> Salara. She was in, I don't know, I feel like short supply last season and let me tell you i think they saved up all her swearing from last season (laughs) for this episode because she was typing it she was saying it it was like holy crap i thought i was bad but you know what i feel you she got put in a whole different situation and everything is coming down and she's like you know what i'm dropping f-bombs and everything left and right yep and, like a pro. Right? And I'm sorry, because I, I loved it when we see a woman, Nancy Gao, arguing that the Belters are craving access to the ring and just want to secure ground beneath their feet. And she's like, the hell are you talking about? Stop yeah. with this BS. And she's like, all right, you know what we're going to do? We need more ships and we need better blockade. So get on it, people. Yep. And they're like, oh, would you be the first one to order if it's an Earther ship or if it's somebody from Luna or somebody from Mars? And all of it, she's like, yes, because you know what? When the gold rush was happening way back when and there were body bags piling up, there was a thousand more people in line ready to take their place. But we don't know what's out there. And that lady's like, we've sent in drones and we haven't seen anything. And I loved it because at this point, Avasalara's like, okay, just because you haven't seen any little green men doesn't mean there's not shit out there because you don't know what happened, do you? Right. Because <laughs> everybody on those planets are dead, but we don't know why, do we? Yeah. And I think that kind of like made the lady pause. Like, oh, well, yeah, maybe you're right. Like, so you know what? Follow my damn orders. Yeah. Like, well, all right. That's what I wanted. 
That's what I wanted right there. <laughs> and then Avasalar is like, oh, finally Holden's here. I'm out of yeah. here. <laughs> Get this done. And we start learning interesting information, such as the Belters that did break through the line and went down on a planet. They're calling it, was it Ulis? Ulis? Yeah. Ulis. Ulis. Because in mythology, it was the brother for Ganymede. And she's like, I don't need a history lesson. She's like, listen, Holden, you guys have been through a lot of shit, but. It's like, oh, great. She throws in a butt. <laughs> you know there's going to be a butt. Right. I need the Rossi crew to go explore and check out to see if it's safe for humans. Because, um, check out this rock formation. And as he does, it's like, ah, oh, crap. Is that protomolecule? Uh, yeah, I think it is. And this could be another Eros and not another happy place. Right. And if that's the case, well, you need to kill a protomolecule. Really? Really? Like, that's so easy? What happened right. when we tried to do it last time? <laughs> that didn't work too well. You know what? And if you yeah, just to, nuke it yeah. and get the people out of there. Yeah, that real easy coming out of your mouth. <laughs> that's if you can get the people out. If they want to stay, well, you're still nuking it. So do what you got to do. What? <laughs> and when he has to bring up his his team... So they're all up to speed. I don't think the team's too happy about there possibly being protomolecule there. No, not at all. That's the last thing they wanted to have to deal with. Right. They've had almost a year break, probably, without having their lives in jeopardy. And they're kind of getting used to living again. Not I can breathe. Ah, crap. I yeah, feel like they anymore. should have known something was coming. Right. <laughs> and what else? Naomi decides to throw this little bomb you know what it's quite a bit of a ways out there i think i want to go planet side it's like what yeah everybody's face went white as a ghost right i'll do all the injections it's fine it's like are you sure about that because that's not easy she's like yeah i don't want to watch everything through a monitor and i get it but for that moment it felt very much like all those other belters right and it's kind of scary yeah. So what does this mean? Well, Holden's going to be all on board if that's what she wants. And again, I think he's a little scared, too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that fun stuff. And hey, Bobby, we get Bobby. I was starting to worry about her. Are we ever going to see her again? Exactly. Well, she's back on Mars working, I don't know, on a construction site, it looks like. Yep. And we see her making her way back and some guy looking at her. And I thought he was following her to do something bad. Right. But we see her going back to the apartment and she's staying with her brother. What we're assuming is his wife. And yeah. Nephew. And she's like, hey, I got to lead in an apartment. Why is she not being like put up like a hero or in military housing? Well, we start to see that, too. Right. Apparently, things did not go as well for Bobby because she did not sign off on whatever, I don't know, declaration they were holding in front of her. She got kicked right. out, and she, so she's no longer a Marine. She no longer has her pension. But they did say something that she is able to go to the VA every day to get work. So maybe she wasn't 
completely kicked out. Just they took away benefits is what I'm feeling like. Could be. But her nephew apparently has talked about her a lot because he Especially has, to his girlfriend. Yes, because he has a study date and... Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> study. That's my study date. Sure, sure, studying. His girlfriend's like, oh, he talks about you all the time. But at the same time, the nephew wanted to get out of there. Now, did he want out because he didn't want his girlfriend asking questions? Because maybe this could be more than it seems? Or did he want out because he just wanted to get to studying? Yeah, (laughs) I think that was it more than anything. Yeah, I was kind of like, hmm, questioning that part. But hey, we get a phone call. Or a video call, because nothing's normal out here. It's oh, from Alex. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, how's it going? What's going on? I thought I'd call you live, not just a video chat, you know, a video sent to you. And you see that Bobby seems anxious about everything. She's like, I'm tired of doing this. I wish I was working with you guys. And hey, I'm headed out to Illis. And I thought he was going to ask her to join them. Right. I wish he would have. Yeah, that's what it felt like it was going, and it's not. And she's like, oh, I hope you're up for it, and everybody's up for it, and protomolecule, right? And he's like, well, I can't say, but that's what I was feeling like. And that's why I thought he was going to say, you want to go along for the ride. We didn't get that. I don't know how I feel about that, because... Yeah, that's... We got to have Bobby. Yeah, because if they're going out there... as much muscle as Amos is. Right? And if they're going out there, why not have somebody who's dealt with it before? Right. You can never have enough people who have dealt with it before. Right. I wasn't feeling good about this. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Yeah. I don't like Bobby back on Mars either. No. Just by herself. Why isn't she at least like working with Ava Solara or something? Right. I'm not feeling this, guys. This is making me mad. All right. Who else have we left out? Oh, somebody I was not expecting to see. Yeah. <laughs> Ashford, who's actually on patrol outside of the ring, catching a belter pirate who is about to try to take a UN ship, and he ends up having to fire upon the belter. Yeah. But they manage to capture the pirate, who he's like, just tell me who you're working for. And that pirate is like, I'm working for somebody who's still a belter. Although I am not going to try my belter accent because I suck. So you yeah. guys know what he was saying. Come on. And yeah, he was definitely letting them know that the Anderson-Dawes duo do not speak for all the belters. was interesting, in my, my opinion. because Yes, we have some revolution right, right. beginning here. I'm like, is Ashford possibly questioning everything right now? Because when he's trying to head back to the ring, they want his code. And finally, when they lock target onto him, he's like, fine, transmit the code to get in. Yeah. I'm like, why are you trying to antagonize them? And interestingly enough, when he goes to talk to Drummer, that's exactly what she says. Exactly. You know, she's commanding the station, which seems to be... Located well, both from the in inside and of, out. Inside the, yeah, I think the station is inside the ring. It looked like it was both in and out. That's why I'm like, yeah, that was true. weird. <laughs> so, you know, she's like, listen, we need 
to work with them. But Ashford just seems a little ticked off. Now, I was happy to see Drummer, too, because she's standing upright. Because last we seen, she was kind of getting crushed. Right. And, hey, Naomi gives her a call. And Naomi pretty much says the same thing. Surprisingly, Drummer's like, yeah, I'm having the nerves grow back. So everything hurts. But I guess that's good. She seems almost disappointed. It's like, you were in charge of this. Right. But Drummer's like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel because belters are belters. They shouldn't have a planet because we are space people. Because in two generations, they're not going to be belters anymore. They're going to be inners because they'll have a planet. And she, I don't know. Do you think it was like she was disappointed? She was. Oh, yeah. I definitely got the feeling that she was disappointed that there's so many belters wanting to get through the ring and find a planet for themselves. You think that's and she's, what it was more than anything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You I, know, I wasn't of course, sure like, still how could be... I, could, I felt about like her attitude. Right. Yeah, I don't think she likes having to do what she does, but because they signed a truce or a treaty and Anderson put her in charge of that, that station, well, she's got to do it. I guess. I don't know. It just seems weird and strained is all I can say. Right. Yeah, definitely the conversation between Drummer and Naomi was strained, to say the least. Yeah. Well, hopefully that'll change. But they seem to at least be respectful of each other. Yeah. So fingers crossed that's how it's going to stay. I don't know. I always worry about things when, when they show it like this. We'll find out. Right. And back to the Rossi. The Rossi crew is at the ring and gives their proper codes for access. Again, I kind of feel like, hey, maybe you would just not give the Rossi shit. But at the same time, they could be running people through. So I can understand. And hey, look who's back. Miller, who's like, hey, (laughs) thanks for the ride. And it's showtime. And Holden's like, wait a second. Why don't you tell me what's going on? He's like, I'll tell you (laughs) what I know. Bye. (laughs) What? Again, come on. Give me a little bit more than that. Yeah. I know it's just the first episode, but no, ah. uh, <laughs> give Holden a chance. Right? <laughs> and we get to see Bobby Stalker back on Mars, who apparently is also military, who doesn't have anything going on, and he's just very upset. I thought Bobby was going to punch him in the face, but. Couple times. Turns out, okay, he just wanted to talk to her, I guess. And oh, yeah. I. Everybody wants to know what was it like, and <laughs> I mean, I think she gave a pretty honest answer. Right, it's like it's nothing like I can describe in words. Right, there's no words that you can use to describe it. So sorry. Yeah, it's like okay, good. <laughs> Which is exactly the same thing Holden told his mom. Exactly. <laughs> Which it's like okay, do you have an NDA or it's just that right. hard to explain? <laughs> I think it's just that hard to explain. Yep. What else? Oh. We see a ship, and this is where we start getting some of the, these new people. Right. A whole bunch of them. And it's like, oh, you have some people who are super excited because it's like, oh, this is so new. It's like, this is great. But this, it's a landing ship, I'm assuming. That's what, because it looked really small and everybody was strapped in. Right. Yeah. It was this, a science ship that was going to Phyllis to check the place out, make sure it's safe. 
There's doctors, technicians, scientists. Yay, we're excited. We get to meet Dr. L.V. McCoye and Adolphus Murtry. Yes, okay. So Lindy Greenwood plays Dr. L.V. I'm assuming since we get her- Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Yes, it's awesome. I'm like, oh, we're going way back. All right. Yeah. Assuming (laughs) since she has a character name, she is going to survive. Yeah. And, we hope. <laughs> yeah. And then we see Adolphus, Burn Gorman, who almost always plays a bad guy or basically somebody who's not necessarily good. Right. Because I don't know, even in Torchwood, was he really good? Yeah, I think not. But something hits the ship. It's like, oh, are they being fired upon? What's happening? Well, a lot of weird shit happens. It starts pulling apart. They crash land. Many, many of them are killed or injured. Very few seem to survive. And that leaves Murtry in charge of the expedition. So I guess we'll see how that's going to play out. Because again, he never seems to have good things happen. Right. We see the Belters administering first aid. So is this going to bring them over to their side? I guess we'll find out. Uh, Yeah, we will find out. I'm sure that we will have more tension than we can shake a stick at. Right. And Avislara fills in the Rossi crew about that and tells Holden not to mess it up because she said it in so many other words, (laughs) which I laughed at. Like, no joke. Greatest line from Avislara ever. Which I, yes. Trying not to say it. Well, it yeah, I uh, will get to it. <laughs> and I love it because Amos is like, well, she's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Amos. <laughs> Thank you. And we finally see the Rossi crew land on Illus or New Terra. Which was amazing. And now, let me tell you, this was the moment that we seen at San Diego Comic-Con. Right. And the next few moments... Up until they get to the Belter encampment is what they played for us. That nice. was our first look. Right. I had goosebumps. And oh, I'll tell yeah. you, watching this again, still the same goosebumps. Because they focused so much on Naomi. And I loved it. That it was her viewpoint because she has never stepped on a planet. Right. Yeah. You. It's like a newborn walking for the first time. And Holden even holds everybody back. To let her right. go first, even then when she stumbles, they're like, he's like, no, she's nope. got this. And yep. no words for, what was it, a, a good five minutes? Yeah. And you just hear some of the music, which it's like, oh, wow. It's like, I feel like with her trying to get everything and, and the music kind of swelling, it was just so moving. And you didn't have to say anything. Exactly. It, yeah, it was an amazing scene. Yes, I loved it. And... I just had a whole new appreciation. Now, I kind of wish we got a little more of those moments. Right. Because it was so new. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, how far are you going to go with it? So I understand. And then by the time they get to the encampment, that's where it cut off at San Diego. So I honestly didn't think we were going to get anything else. Right. But we are there. And the belters, you have some that are just angry that they're there, assuming that the people the Rossi, who, hello, if they didn't do everything they did originally, there would be no planet for you. Right. They assume that they're there to evict them. And Holden and Naomi are like, no, we're just trying to make sure everything's cool. 
And then we get Murtry, who's like, uh, I'm the leader here. It's like, no, you're not. Shut the hell up. And we and one smart ass belter. Right? Well, you know what? I don't blame him. And you get to meet another character, Carol Chiwiwi, Patty Kim, and some more of the doctors and residents. And we almost get a shootout because, swear to God, McMurtry, you're going to get everybody killed. Yep. We get him pulling out a gun. And of course, then Amos is going to pull a gun. And the belter named Coop also pulls out a gun. Great. You get all these guns out and anger is like rising. And suddenly we get a weird swarm. It's like, is this a storm? What is this? No, right. it's a swarm of metallic bugs. Who Or metallic something. Right. I don't know if they were bugs, but... It almost looked like little throwing stars. Yes! <laughs> like a consciousness. Yeah. But they swooped down on the crowd, and Holden at least was smart enough to be like, everybody down, duck for cover. So obviously this isn't something that has happened previously, or these people would have known right. what to do. Right. But these... Bugs. We're going to keep saying bugs for now. Come <laughs> Until we down know better. on the crowd. They slice Naomi's face and arms and several other people. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what if that has the protomolecule and now it's inside you? Right. What's happening? We don't know. But Holden picks one up and examines it and it moves. And it's like, oh, great. Yeah, whatever it is, it seems to be alive. Is this a weapon? Is this some kind of thing that's drawn to anger? Or just a lot of commotion or heat because, you know, you get right. mad, your blood pressure goes up. Yep. What is it? Great. Probably yep. not something good. But if they've been there for a few months, they would have to know something, you would think. Yeah. I mean, setting up living on a brand new planet that you've never been to can't be easy. I wouldn't think so. Right. And the Belters have been there for eight months. and. I'm surprised they're even still surviving. Right. Unless they somehow went through the same thing that Naomi did before they left. Because being on a planet with gravity would just crush their bones. So I'm hoping we're going to get more information on that. Yeah, let's hope so. Well, you know how we feel. And we want to know how you feel. And speaking of how do you feel, we got some feedback already. Yes, we do. Our Bestie Fred from the Netherlands has provided us with some feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Steve and Sean. Back for the expanse. Here is Fred from the Netherlands. Actually, this weekend is crazy for me as feedback giver. Of course, the start of the expanse for the fangirl zone as well as for Tales from the Rosinante of Mark the Code. My weekly feedback to Dave and Wayne of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. And they do a YouTube original. Actually, I never noticed that YouTube originals existed. Dave and Wayne do Impulse at the moment. Interesting, if you like genre. Matt and Pete of Fantastic Geek are doing every one or two days a podcast about Marvel's Runaways that just came out and dropped all at once. And they also do The Mandalorian, the first Star Wars series, which I like a lot. And then The Elitiometer about His Dark Materials by Chip and Sarah. And then this weekend, two new short tracks. And they are both animated for a change. And 
of course, there are other series that I watch, but I don't give feedback for their podcasts, such as Bad Woman and Stumptown. And I just finished the third season of a nice Canadian series, Frankie Drake Mysteries, which is a bit Murdoch's Mysteries-like. And with my wife, we just started the third season of The Crown. Okay, enough about other series, let's dive into The Expanse. And I have to say, I'm very excited that we are back. Disadvantage, of course, of dropping all at once is that some people binge, but if we, if you do it like we do it here, it's actually very nice, because the stress on when you are going to watch and record gets a little less, because you have a whole week and you can decide on which day to watch and on which day to record your audio feedback. So that's actually much more convenient. Unless you're doing it like these speedy guys of Fantastic Geek that record a podcast every day or every other day. Fortunately, the holiday season is coming up. I really am amazed again by the visuals and the quality of this series. It's it's really astonishing. And I like it a lot. Intertwined with nice music, etc. It's 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 very good. I thought I recognized the area where they landed the Rosinante, this bare area with the water, etc. I got the impression they also used that for Star Trek Discovery. But they both are filmed in the Toronto area, so that could be quite possible. Nice that there are all kinds of new characters in the series, and we have to get used to them. I wonder how Bobby will be intertwined into the story of the Rosinante crew. And one nitpick I have is that Avazarela, as head of the Earth's government, is swearing a little bit too much. I think it's getting worse and worse. Every third sentence there is an F-bomb. And this is just too much. Can people really talk like that? It actually gets unreal. To understand the whole story I really have to rewatch, but it it. It goes well. Greetings. All the best, Fred, from the Netherlands. Wow, Fred, you are super busy with shows right now. That's fantastic. <laughs> Normally, you're only watching one or two, but that sounded like half a dozen almost. Right. Um, providing quite a bit of feedback, too. That's just and we, great. We're glad that you're providing some to us, so thank you. Yes. Uh, I do have and- to agree, the visuals... And just the quality is amazing. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, so I'm glad we got to see everything that we did see for this episode. Yes, there was amazing special effects in this episode. Just it, it looked fantastic. Yes. In regards to new characters, I don't know if we should get too comfortable with any of them. Right. This is what happens when you have many Doctor Who episodes. Is- uh, yes. I, I don't believe anybody's going to survive, except maybe the Rossi crew. So I don't hold on to any of them. Right. And how are we going to get Ro- Bobby on the Rossi? I don't know. She needs to be there, though. Yes, she definitely needs to be there. Now, could something go horribly wrong and they lose contact with the Rossi and Ava Solara gets Bobby there? I could see that happening. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Right. So. 
that's what I'm hoping for, at least, is how she makes it out to rejoin the Rossi, is that Avasalara pulls some strings and gets her out there. And speaking of Avasalara <laughs> swearing, I don't know, because I've had days where I am dropping cuss words <laughs> like raindrops. So I just think they saved it all up from last season to put it all in this one. Right. Yeah, she. every other word was an F-bomb, but she's under a, quite a bit of stress, so. She is. Definitely understandable, from her at least. <laughs> well, well we appreciate your uh, feedback, Fred, and looking forward to the next episode. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for your feedback. I'm glad that you are watching and willing to help us out, give us some info, your insights. All right, well. We want to know what everybody else thinks, too. So shoot us an email, or like Fred does, shoot us a little snippet to www.fangirlzone.com. You can find all the contacts that way, or just shoot us an email, sci-fi-talk at fangirlzone.com, and we'll gladly comment and talk to you about what you've commented on. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. We, of course, want you to tell your friends, and we hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are binge-watching, I'm sorry, we will be taking it slow, but if you are trying to just hold on and watch an episode at a time, even if it's a day or two in between, I think this is one of those shows you need the time to process. Oh, absolutely. And talk to people about it and be like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so. We hope you're kind of just enjoying it and letting it Savor sit it. on the tongue for a bit. <laughs> like I said, don't forget to check out our website and just contact us any which way you want. Let us know how you're feeling, how you're liking it, how you're dragging your friends to watch the entire series, because I think that's what we need. So for this episode of Not Quite Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl-S. And I'm Steve. Holden, do not put your dick in it. It's fucked enough already. And until next time. <laughs>